All right, trying this again. 29th of January, 2024. Can you hear me this time? Let me know in the live chat. We had a false start here a couple minutes ago when for whatever reason, no audio was happening. So just waiting for confirmation in the live chat that this will actually work this time because we didn't change anything on our end. All right, good. We have audio. Very good. Thank you, Ray, in the chat. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So, over the weekend, we had a major story break that... uh, I hate the term break the internet. I really do. But in Catholic circles, it did. When it was reported in the European Catholic media, this story went everywhere almost immediately. And this involves the priest that Father Marco Repnik, uh, the priest Father Marco Repnik, a Jesuit priest whose artwork you've absolutely seen places. And we'll talk about that here in a second. He is being protected by Francis the Great and Merciful. He's the one who... I, for my money, is the closest thing to a Maciel, Maciel type figure we have in the church today. He is the closest we've had in a long time. Yes, I acknowledge that Ted McCarrick was unequivocally evil. That's without question. One of the worst figures in modern ecclesial history. His name may, in you know, future generations, be remembered in the same way that we remember Benedict the Ninth. Right? These kind of really wicked figures in history. Maciel was something else. Um, I You can't really talk about what he did on this platform, to put it to you this way. And so we will del- handle this news story some, with some delicacy. First here is that Rupnik used his position as a confessor to, which is how he actually earned automatic excommunication. He used the sacrament of, confe- of penance, of sacrament of reconciliation, whichever way you prefer to think about it, as a means of helping to get the nuns that he was overseeing to do to violate their vows with him. He used his position of authority to get them to violate their vows with him. He even used intimidation. And you're about to hear an idea about just how bad this was. Um, for those joining here a little bit late, we had an audio problem. Wasn't anything on my end. It looks like it was a StreamYard thing. So we, we did double check. Um, so let's go here to this initial story, to the main story that we'll talk about. It comes from iljournal.it, an Italian news site. So there's your headline. Um, yeah, this nun had a had a broken finger. It was cause the, the cause of it was a her meeting with a meeting she had with Father Rupnik. He held her hand, and when he would let go, that was the situ- that was the condition her hand was in afterwards. And he called it the Jesuit seal. <laughs> if you can believe that, um, this is a former nun. I while. 
I am uh, working presently on a video putting together all the app, the messages of the the big apocalyptic apparitions of Our Lady into one place, so you can get an idea what the third secret of Fatima probably really was. And part of that message involves the devil using his power to entice people to leave religious life. And if there is no, there cannot possibly be a better example of that than Father Marco Rupnik here. Um, but this was reported yesterday. Takes a big, it's a big deal when uh, Catholic news breaks on a Sunday, but there it is. Uh, Rupnik is a Slovenian priest who it was incarnated back in Slovenia. He lost his institute that he had founded. He lost a lot of that kind of thing when the news about him broke during the summer. Except he never set foot back in Slovenia, as far as we can tell. He's back in Rome working on his, quote, art, if you want to call it that, and enjoying the all the access he had beforehand. There, Francis did lift the statute of limitations on how long uh, for the investigations against him, uh, uh, for investigations against Marco Rupnik, but only after a great deal of public pressure was put on him. And most of us don't think anything is going to come of that. So let's go to the article. We're going to try to keep this brief today. This is one of those stories you don't want to spend a lot of time on. So from the article, quote, A new testimony casts further shadows on the figure of Don Marco Rupnik, a Slovenian theologian and artist famous throughout the world for his mosaics and expelled last summer from the Society of Jesus after the superiors considered the degree of credibility of the things said about him very high. Let's pause here. I want to point out something. The modern Jesuits home of Pastor Tommy Reese of the Jesuit Church, home of Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church, an organization openly flouting the laws of the church in terms of their promotion of sins that cry out to heaven for justice. Rupnik was too bad for them. I'm going to give you, I want to make that absolutely clear to you what we're talking about here. His evil goes beyond just heresy, which heresy is a mortal sin. Heresy is by definition evil. It goes beyond that. And it was too much for the Jesuits to deal with. I just want you to think about the implications for that. And let's continue. He says, despite this, in October, the Diocese of Copair agreed to incarnate the former Jesuit. Incarnate means give him faculties and let him be a diocesan priest. The controversy resulting from this decision led the Pope, under pressure from the Pontifical Commission for the protection of uh, people that are very young to grant an exemption from the statute of limitations to be the Vatican statute to allow trial by the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith on the cases of things said against Rupnik at the time of this day in the Loyola community back in the nineties. Now this can be, this, there was a news story, relatively minor one that I would read this morning, not really worth talking about extent, any really extensive way in the news here about um, a member of one of the pontifical academies in the Vatican, a layman, a lay theologian, very, very highly qualified, skilled lay theologian, appointed either under John Paul II or Benedict XVI, who a couple of years ago was unjustly dismissed by Francis, and he tried to take his case to the Vatican courts, and he lost, because there's no independent court in the Vatican. Bear that in mind, okay? So that the we will find out if the, what kind of justice prevails in the Vatican on unequivocal cases with the, how this one plays out. A former nun of the loyal community founded in that city, whose name I'm not going to try to say here. Let's bring this up a little bit bigger so you can see what we're talking about here. 
At the end of the 1980s by Sister Ivanka Hosta. She, I believe, was lost all of her faculties in the aftermath of this, by the way. And which a month ago was closed. Yes, that religious community, that Loyola community, was closed by the dicastery for the Institutes of Consecrated Life and Societies of Apostolic Life due to, quote, serious problems regarding the exercise of authority and community coexistence. Pointed the finger at Rupnik's behavior at the time when he acted as spiritual director of the Ignatian-inspired community. This was a Jesuit. This was a community of Jesuit women religious, and this Rupnik was their spiritual director. I'm always side with nuns. Always, you, I, I put my bias out there with nuns, with monks, religious in general. A my thinking on that comes from reading Chesterton's. Uh, various works where he mentions uh, prayer, where he mentions religious orders and things, specifically like Lepanto. We read his play Lepanto or his uh, his long poem Lepanto. You might understand why I, I side with the religious, but this is the one case where I think it was actually probably appropriate to shut the religious community down, just because it had been for decades under the evil leadership of two really wicked people. So the nun told uh, the told a journalist of the newspaper Domani, quote, once sitting at the table facing each other, Rupnik told me, now let's see who is stronger. He grabbed my hands on the table and palm up, he, be, he palm on palm, began to press with great force. She let him know that it hurt, but he didn't stop. In the end, the, the then Jesuit would have put such pressure on the novice's hand that, well, she left her the meeting with him with a, with her finger in a cast. The alleged victim continues. Rupnik did not apologize. He remained calm and said, now you have the permanent seal of the Society of Jesus. And then he added, I did it out of love. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm just going to leave that here for a moment. I want you to think about that. I need to like process that too. I read this before. Obviously, I read this in preparation before we went on, but this it, reading it again does not make it anything like this. Um... Catholic 824 suggests that Francis might be of uh, the James Martin crowd. There's been no evidence that he is really. No one's ever actually suggested that he is, but he does have an odd tendency of keeping people like that around him. Um, Joe asks if they think the nuns community was suppressed to cover up for everything. Um, I don't know. I don't, because there, I mean, I, it would be to answer your question, Joe really would be, it would require finding out what happened to the rest of the community members. If most of them ended up becoming former nuns, basically be entering into the, the lay life, becoming laity, then there's nothing stopping them from talking to one another, unless they were signed NDAs or some equivalent thereof. But if they were sent to other com like various different communities, Jesuit communities around Europe, then that's a real possibility, especially if there were no other ones of them around. That's a very distinct possibility. Um, but yeah, so just think about what we talked about that for a second here, because this is um, this is a really incredible thing when you think about the fact that Francis 
had to be pressured to allow investigators in the Vatican to look further into this. While Repnik is still in Rome, showing all the fruits of his connections and things. So here's some context for, for Father Repnik. So back to the article. Facts date back to the early 90s when the Slovenian artist also acted as confessor to all the novices, which caused him to be generally afraid. And then, then novice, the, the, the none here from the story was a novice at the time who told the journalist, Rupnik was extremely arrogant and narcissistic. I didn't want him to be my confessor, but we had no freedom of choice. Once during confession, he locked the room in the Aleti Center. That's the facility that he ran for like 30-something years. Where we were and put the key in his pocket. The Aleti Center is a creation that Rupnik founded in Rome in 1991 and where he moved, bringing with him three sisters from the loyal community. This place was at the center of other testimonies from other people who were... Um, who have said that Rupnik did really bad things involving them. At the end of 2022, another former nun had also told Torn that the artist would have asked her to do um, impure things with another nun from the community in his room in, in Rome, claiming that matters for uh, activities normally suited to the married state, according to him, had to be free from possession in the image of the, of the Trinity. This former nun also reported um, the private sin, as Pius XII called it, in a really grotesque way, and that she was um, twice, again by Rupnik to take, or they, they, that Rupnik took her to some uh, impure theaters on the outskirts of the capital. Despite the various testimonies of of women who reported having had these interactions, we'll call them, uh, especially the psychological and of uh, the uh, fleshly kind of misuse by the former Jesuit, the Aleti Center did not distance itself from its founder. And in a statement dated 17th of June last year, a few days after the news of the dismissal from the Society of Jesus, contested the actions of the Jesuits and branded the scandal that emerged as part of a, quote, media campaign based on defamatory and unproven accusations. The statement bears the signature of Maria Campatelli, director of the center, then received an audience by Francesco only three months after that defense. Three days after that meeting in the Vatican, the Vicariate of Rome closed the canonical visit conducted in the center following the revelations about Rupnik first made public by websites Mesa and Latino and Cidolete Non Possum. In a note with a rather unusual content, the Vicariate not only praised the association in which there is, quote, a healthy community life for particular critical issues, that's how they're describing Rupnik's community, a healthy community life free of particular critical issues. But even went so far as to question the work of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, who in May 2020 had excommunicated Rupnik for the acquittal of his accomplice in the sin against the Sixth Commandment, an excommunication that lasted only a short time and over which hovers the mystery linked to the responsibility for its revocation. In other words, they're not really, no one knows why Francis lifted that excommunication. Um, I, Kathleen Francis, well, I think I find that, uh, that, that would be useful as a general thing. I think, um, I think the religious orders need to be cleared out. Go back to, to Malachi Martin's book, the Jesuits, which he said could have been called the religious orders. Nobody ever said bad things about Malachi Martin. No one ever said that he was a bad actor, that he was someone not to be trusted until he published that book. And then it all came out. 
all just it was a tidal wave of silly non evil nonsense set against him. I recommend people revisit that book. Do so in a serious way. It's your best hand guide to the things going on in the church. And until that is taken care of, I uh, remember Rupnik had the help of the, of the essentially mother superior or whatever her equivalent is with the Jesuits of that particular community in doing what he was doing. Uh, all right. What's the book called again? Uh, the Jesuits by Malachi Martin. Easy to remember, easy enough to remember, probably still in print. If not in print, you can find it on probably used copies on Abe books or thrift books or Amazon or something. Um, let's go back to that article now taking periodic breaks. Rupnik, on the other hand, is not just any priest. He is one of the best known figures of the contemporary church, not only for his mosaics created all over the world in Lent 2020, shortly before he was excommunicated. And th therefore, while his trial was already underway, this is his trial for heresy or for seeing if he was warranted a being excommunicated at the former Holy Office, the Slovenian theologian was called to hold spiritual exercises at the Roman Curia. This is while the then CDF, the now dicastery for the doctrine of faith that Fernandez is running now, this was under Cardinal Ladaria. They were, he was being investigated there while he was also having spiritual, well, he was, he was asked to hold spiritual exercises for the Roman Curia. In 2016, he concelebrated with Francis the Mass of the Redemptorist Mater Chapel of the Apostolic Palace in the Vatican for the 25th anniversary of the Aledi Center, which was inaugurated by his predecessor, John Paul II, as a bridge with Eastern Orthodoxy through art. Let's not insult the Eastern Orthodox and their art by comparing what Rupnik's art looks like, because Rupnik's art, artwork is very, like, bizarre 21st century almost sci-fi inspired stuff compared and like Eastern Orthodox art, say what you want about the Orthodox. Their traditional art is beautiful. The Holy See precisely by virtue of the preeminent position and high level contacts that the former Slovenian Jesuit has had in recent years within the ecclesiastical hierarchies cannot afford further vagueness in the management of the case. The opportunity to demonstrate that the church's attitude on the evil deeds dossier beyond the proclamations has definitively changed may come from the transparency that will be seen in the Rupnik trial permitted by the exception to the statute of limitations. In other words, we're going to find out a lot about how seriously the Vatican takes this stuff. And I'm going to show you why I don't think that's uh, they're taking this all that seriously. And it's I presented this to you three or four days ago already. We go back to Michael Haynes on Twitter. He's a LifeSite News journalist. And he showed us that. That was the Vatican's foreign minister and priest, the Secretary of State, offered Mass on the 24th of January. Using vestments featuring Father Rupnik's 2015-2016 Year of Mercy logo. I suspect strongly that they knew about what this nun said a week ago when they did this. And here they are parading with Cardinal Pietro Perlin, who is, again, on the short list of people considered to be Pope Bile, not saying he's going to be the next pope. Just saying, he's on that short list of people to keep an eye on at the next conclave if he's still, if he hasn't retired it by the time it happens. With Father Rupnik's 2015-2016 Jubilee Year of Mercy logo on it. They knew. They knew. This is them letting you know that they knew. This is them letting you, that you know that they don't care what you think about this. 
Teresa Avila says, Repnik's artworks used here in the Perth Archdiocese of Western Australia Evangelization Center. Yeah, it's they are there. They're at Fatima, okay? <laughs> They're at the Shrine of Fatima. They're at the Shrine of Padre Pio. And they usually his artwork shows up every year during Lent and other times. Robert Richards says the Eastern Orthodox icons of St. George, St. Nicholas, and St. Catherine are fire. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're, Eastern iconography is absolutely beautiful. My theological disputes with the Eastern Orthodox have nothing to do with their art or their, their sense of the sacred. Nothing whatsoever. And they are to be commended for, for avoiding the errors of modern influence in their art. Kyrie Leison says, just finished reading AA 1025 and recommend it to every Catholic. Makes so much sense of what has happened to our church since 1960. Please read it. You you should read that book. It's an, it's a very one of the most important books out there on this. You've heard of Bella Dodd. This is another per, it was written by another person like Bella Dodd. You put you read School of Darkness and AA 1025, Memoirs of an Anti-Apostle. You read them together and it really lets you know how we got here. All right. Yes, and Carrie Ellis on it is a true story. This is a nonfiction piece. This is someone's admission while remaining anonymous to what the things they did. Um, Skywalker MT says there is some of, of Rupnik's artwork also in Malta with icons of the Rosary Mysteries in an open air setting outside of a Marian shrine. Yeah, his work is everywhere, and it's unsettling. I, I've described it as Giger-esque, even though at a quick glance, it doesn't look like Giger, but it has that same kind of, at least to me, unsettling sort of nature to it. Uh, Violet Femme says she prays for the nun's safety and protection. Oh, she's a former nun. I think she's remaining anonymous in all of this, for her, but for obvious reasons. All right. Are there any thoughts here that you have on this? Um, we're going to, uh, yeah, that, that's a, I wanted to keep this one brief because it's such a difficult story to talk about. Like, because the story, the, the, I hold nuns in high regard. I hold monks in high regard. I will, on I will give them greater benefit of the doubt on stories relating to accusations made by Rome against religious orders and things Rome is doing against them. And for a lot of reasons, for a lot of reasons, and that that's very difficult stuff to read. So I'm going to keep this very, very brief today. Um, <laughs> Jean Baptiste, I, uh, I don't know the answer to that question. I would say, no, I, I somewhere have, I have somewhere in my possession, a, a copy of his, uh, the same symbol that you saw on those, uh, the, those priests and those bishops at that mass. I somewhere have a copy of his, Jubilee Year of Mercy 2015-2016. That symbol on a bookmark somewhere. I have one. If I can find it, I'll bring it. I'll show it to you next. I'll bring it onto the stream next time I have uh, to do this. Um, uh, Mary Magdalene says, thank you, Anthony, for your sensitive and considered way of presenting their story. It's definitely, yeah, it's, it's hard to read that stuff. It really is. Um, more so than if it was just like a, anybody else, really. All right, folks. Axe man, that is not true about who the Jesuits were started by. Come on, man. Let's not use our uh, so-called separated brethren's uh, cartoony worldview and uh, telling of history to describe the Jesuits. There's a uh, 
<laughs> it's a uh, the Jesuits were once a once mighty order, and one day, God willing, they will be again. All right, folks, that's about everything today. Then I please pray for everybody involved in this: the nun, for the conversion, and the sudden illumination of his conscience of Father Rupnik, Francis, for who for whatever reason is sweeping all this stuff away. So always pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.